Hey, CNC Podcast. This is Dave from Maple Valley. Heard your recent uh, posting, and you're talking about NHL names. So I have a theory behind what the Seattle team is going to be. This is a theory only. But with uh, Mr. Bonderman being the main stakeholder in the team, he attended the UW when the Seattle Totems were playing. And from what I've read, he went to a lot of games when he was a student going to the UW. So I'm thinking he has an affiliation to that team, that name, and he would like to see the name be named the Totem, so, which I'm all for. Um, I think it plays good in the in the area uh, to respect to the indigenous people and their art, and it just has good uh, rhyming too. When people are chanting "Let's go totems," you want something that just uh, fits well. So anyway, that's just my theory. I think the team's going to be named the Totems because Mr. Bonderman's passed. So love the podcast. Take care, guys. Say no to Kraken. Welcome. To the next best podcast with your hosts, Chris Cashman. 24 years old, a former sheet metal worker, Mr. America, and twice Mr. Universe. And Chris Daniels. Time Magazine even named him Person of the Century. Now, from the CNC Podcast Factory, here's the next best podcast. Here we are back in the saddle and right out of the gates with the broken news. Yes, I said broken because even though it was breaking news, it was broken from the jump. The NBA announcing that they are planning to stage a exhibition game here in Seattle. That's right, the NBA coming back to Seattle in October for one game. And thank you so much for bringing up such a painful subject. While you're at it, why don't you give me a nice paper cut and pour lemon juice on it? October 6th and, of course, the cruel twist that it will be the Golden State Warriors and the Sacramento Kings. And boom goes the dynamite. Yeah, so the Kings, who, of course, Seattle fans thought might be the return of the Sonics for about a minute, and the Golden State Warriors featuring Sonics draft prize Kevin Durant. However, Durant has already responded to the news, and he said all the right things, giving a lot of love to Seattle. And if anything, I have a feeling fans will only be supportive because it'll mean a chance to see some hoops and Kevin Durant. Either way, it feels like a red-hot poker in the eyeball. I just hope they don't give the first 20,000 fans an Oklahoma City Thunder shirt. That's the worst name I ever heard. But we move on, Chris, talking about hockey, NHL news, a lot going on this week. And it's just good to see you here after our midwinter break. We are back. Back in the CNC podcast factory, the studio. It uh, has been an interesting few weeks. So... We finally have some developments to talk about. It's starting to feel real after all these months, if not years, talking about it. Yes, Seattle's Mayor Jenny Durkin says there's going to be a season ticket drive and a chance to put down deposits. She gathered everybody up in dramatic fashion at her State of the City address, talked about a lot of different issues in the city of Seattle, but... You knew something was up when you walked into the auditorium at Rainier Beach High School, and there were members of the Washington Wild, the youth hockey, female youth hockey association here in Western Washington. Uh, by the way, I recently profiled during our Olympics coverage. They do a great job there. Several players, uh, parents, supporters were in the crowd, as well as 
the NHL to Seattle website. John Barr, who has done a lot of work on this issue, a big hockey fan and has kind of carried the flame here in Seattle for several years. He was there as well as Jamie Hooscroft, a former NHLer who I've talked to quite a bit over the years. He was in attendance. And then Tim Laiwicki came walking through the door uh, to sit in the Rainier Beach Auditorium to hear this from Jenny Dirk. In December, I signed an agreement that paves the way for the rebirth of Seattle Center as a vibrant economic arts and cultural engine for decades to come. It will include a new modern arena. And as I said that day, that agreement is the best path to recruiting and bringing an NHL team to Seattle. And to making sure that the Seattle Storm play at the Seattle Center into the next generation. And yes, to bringing back our Sonics. Rainier Beach, can you imagine? Nate the Great Robinson should be playing in gold and green in our hometown. Already, we've taken another big step down that path to bringing professional hockey to Seattle. The application went into the NHL, and I'm telling you, mark it on your calendars. Starting March 1 at 10 a.m., you can make your deposit for season tickets. So let's meet there when the puck drops. All right, so... Chris, there's a natural question. Is this real life? What exactly does that mean? Uh, we know that the NHL is going to be closely watching this. They've greenlit the ticket drive to begin, these deposits to be put down on tickets starting on March 1st. That's Thursday uh, of next week at 10 a.m. There's a website already created, NHLSeattle.com. Not to be confused with NHL to Seattle. This is the one that's been started by the Oakview Group, NHLSeattle.com. You can read more and kind of what they believe this all means for the season ticket drive. And it seems just at first blush a price you ask. 500 bucks per ticket for the deposit. So talk two tickets. Yeah, you're talking a $1,000 deposit. On March 1st, if you want the club seats, which include preferred parking, center ice, access to the club, that's a thousand bucks per ticket in terms of a deposit. So two tickets there, two thousand uh, dollars, and this is refundable if the NHL decides later on this summer not to go forward, or whenever it may be, if they decide not to award an expansion franchise to Seattle and the new arena at Seattle Center. You will get your money back. You also get your money back in January of 2019, perhaps, when the ticket prices are announced. So you will have a chance to get your money back, bottom line. But the NHL and Oakview want to want to gauge with this just how many people are interested in hockey, interested in being season ticket holders. And it's gonna be it's gonna be no doubt key, Chris that uh, there are big numbers here from Seattle fans. These are hefty deposits. Well, and, and one of the big questions is what 
what are those ticket prices going to be? Uh, there, there was no announcement uh, with this deposit drive announcement, uh, what the, the season tickets may be. But I, I immediately had Eric Miner Miathasen, and I'm sorry, Eric, if I am uh, screwing up your name there in the pronunciation, but immediately tweeted me what the season ticket price was down at T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas for the expansion Golden Knights. And, and you and I have talked about it before, Chris, just how successful they've been out of the gate. Uh, and, and sell out crowds down there. Well, if you look at how they rolled this out, there are 44 home games. Uh, you have a chance to set up a payment plan, 20% uh, on a five-month payment plan. So that's a lot like what the Sounders are doing here locally, or you can do the 50 now, 50 uh, later on in the year, paid all in full at the same time. But here's how it rolls out with the ticket prices. So those glass seats, second, third row seats, those are, uh, with good reason, going to be your most expensive seats at three hundred and fifty to four hundred bucks a game. A game, center ice two fifteen to be part of the center ice club. Uh, again, these are the the numbers uh, that that Vegas uh, tossed around with their uh, season ticket membership. Lower blue line one hundred and fifteen to one hundred and twenty five, uh, or one hundred and ten to one hundred and twenty. You get in the lower ends, uh, 95 to 105. The loge seating, 75 to 90. Upper VIP, uh, 65 to 75. So it starts to go down. And and then all the way in the far end, the upper ends of the arena, 25 to 40 bucks a ticket. So, yeah, it's going to be expensive to have good seats, uh, most likely how this all breaks down with the uh, Seattle effort. Uh, but uh, there could be some cheap seats uh, up in the, in the in the corners in particular uh, if you sign up for this. So, again, that's just a gauge uh, of what these ticket prices could be uh, for season ticket holders. Uh, but the first step is going to be putting down the deposit for this Seattle group starting on March 1st. I think that comparison info is very useful because a lot of folks will be learning hockey on the job, let's be honest, certainly at the NHL level. And as you point out, you're committing to about 44 home games. And yes, some of these people will get in line to buy season tickets just to flip them. And some folks, of course, getting them because they are excited to have hockey back in Seattle, hopefully. Well, and one of the most fascinating things to uh, about this may be just how many deposits are put down by people in the lower mainland up in British Columbia. They, they've been a huge part of this story and this effort. The NHL in particular says that Vancouver and, and British Columbia, uh, they, they're intrigued by the natural rivalry there, uh, that the Canucks are supportive of this. And in fact, as you know, Chris, we, we recently talked with Trevor Linden, who is the the hockey legend who has his number retired up in the rafters at Rogers Arena in Vancouver. Uh, he played for the Canucks, played a long time in the NHL, and he's now the team president. I had a chance to talk with him about why Vancouver is so interested in having a team down the road in Seattle. What do you think about Seattle as a hockey market? Well, I think it's, a, I think it's great. Uh, obviously, it's a great sports town, I think. Being a Vancouverite, uh, traveling down there to watch the Seahawks, the Mariners, or back in the day, the Sonics. I think many uh, people here in, the, in Vancouver have done that, and I think there's a there's a good rivalry, whether it be the uh, the Sounders and the Whitecaps. And so, 
I think that would uh, translate pretty good to the game of hockey. I think it'd be exciting for our fans to have a, uh, I guess, an interstate rivalry, if you will. So um, we'd be very excited about it. You played, you played in the uh, Western Hockey League, if I recall, yeah. right? Um, uh, what do you remember about Seattle as a hockey market then? And they played at Key Arena at that time. Yeah, you know, when you think about uh, hockey in the Pacific Northwest, there's a rich history with the Totems and, of course, the uh, the T-Birds. And since I've left the Western Hockey League, you've got uh, Everett and, uh, you know, so Portland's always had a, a rich history, Tri-City, so Spokane. I mean, um, but Seattle specifically, uh, passionate fan base. I played back where they had the old... Uh, Chicken wire around, the fans are right there. So uh, it was a, it was a, uh, a passionate fan base, and obviously this was 30 years ago since I played junior hockey there. But that's what I recall. And, and as you know, that there's two teams there now. Um, you think it's it's a solid hockey market? You don't have a lot of concerns about it. Well, I think it's a great sports market, and obviously when you talk about. Uh, the National Hockey League. Um, I think that's going to be something that is kind of flushed out in the in the next few months to see exactly where uh, where that sits. But um, they've got a rich history of hockey there, um, you know. So hopefully the uh, you know there's a there's a fans rally around it. But I guess we'll see. I know that uh, I asked the question of the commissioner last weekend at yeah. the All Star Game. What is the additive quality of having a team in Seattle for? Vancouver. I, I can't really seem to put my finger on it, but it's it's odd when you consider other franchises and other sports. You know, the the Oakland A's talked about moving to San Jose, and the Giants tried to block that, yeah, or yeah, questions yeah. about Quebec City with Montreal, right. and it would take away right. from a market share. You know, that the LA football teams, et cetera, yep. et cetera. Yeah, so the, that's and, not the case with Vancouver. In, in hockey, it'd be the third team in the GTA, the Toronto area. You know, which would get some opposition, but. No, we're, we're we'd be really excited about it. I think that um, I think that we share the Pacific Northwest is kind of a unique area, and, and um, I think having that geographic rival, uh, our closest uh, our closest to, you know rival is a tw- you know an hour flight, twelve fourteen hour drive. So I think it'd be a, a great situation. Obviously, on the success of uh, what happened, what's happened in Vegas. Um, so yeah, it's it's exciting for us. I think it's exciting for our fans. How does it help the franchise? I guess, financially or otherwise? You know, I, I'm not sure. Sh- I, I think it just brings, I think our, you know, our fans love to travel, uh, whether it be in the desert or down south or even to Calgary, Edmonton. But, you know, I, I know just a lot of people travel down to Seattle to, for a weekend or to hang out or to such a great city. So, you know, I, I'm not so sure. This isn't about the Vancouver Canucks so much as it is about uh um, the great game of hockey, expanding to a great city, and, and uh, uh, you know, just providing us a, a unique uh, rivalry, I think, and one that's kind of been shared in other sports or what have you. And, and there's that bit of a kindred spirit between the two cities, which I think would be pretty fun. Uh, I know that I asked uh, I asked the Vegas Knights president down in um, down in Tampa about what needs to happen in a first year. You know, building building ice. I mean, any any recommendations on what Seattle would need to do if the NHL signs off on this? Well, I think there's three. I think Gary speaks to this. Three main components, obviously, um, uh, market, uh, building, and ownership. And I think there's a real good chance that the three of those would be, you know, of the highest quality in Seattle. So that's the that's a good start. And um, you know, obviously, the uh, key arena and you know the plans for that are exciting. Um, 
you know, and I think the the way the expansion rules are set up, it allows the opportunity for the team to be competitive. Certainly, uh, no, I don't think anyone could have expected that Vegas would be, uh, the, you know, the top team in the league right now. But um, they did a good job, and, and um, so they're set up for success. I think that's the important thing. Obviously, we went through through the expansion process in basketball uh, back in the uh, kind of mid to late '90s, and that was set up the opposite way. So. Um, so that's it's a good thing. I mean, it, it's not easy for the teams going through it, but I think overall it sets the team, sets the franchise up on the, off on the right foot and allows the fans to be engaged right away. But in terms of community partnerships, building ice, that kind of thing, I mean, how important is that? Yeah, I mean, I think it's you know you've you've seen the the changes, whether it be in the desert, uh, you know, uh, in, in the Phoenix area where you know players have come from down in Texas, they've built build arenas and infrastructure and that sort of thing. So. Um, it's always been a bit interesting why there wasn't a greater hockey culture in the, you know, in, in Idaho or Montana based on you know the, the winters they have, but I think this would certainly be a catalyst to uh, to, to to creating that and um, you know so that's it's exciting for everyone I think. I think for your fan base and for fan base down there, there's also this talk of a regional interest in hockey and you know getting more people involved long term, uh, building rinks, that kind of thing. It kind of feeds into how this would benefit your franchise. Yeah, you know, I think that uh, I think from a grassroots standpoint, it's such a great game. Um, you know, and obviously in Canada and Vancouver, it's our it's our national sport, so we have a lot of that infrastructure, and I think that um, you know. The National Hockey League going to a market like Seattle for that Pacific Northwest area, I think, would be a, uh, a catalyst to, to continuing the path they're on. Obviously, there's there's some uh, you know Tyler Johnson, Kaylee Yamamoto, etc. have uh, from from the Northwest that uh, that are NHLers and significant ones. So um, hopefully, there's more to come. All right, so there you have it, Trevor Linden, the Canucks president. Uh, obviously, sounding very optimistic about where this is going and. I think we also heard it from the Vegas Golden Knights president a while back, Kerry Bubbles. I mean, they are they're naturally intrigued by this Seattle market and and what this could mean for the National Hockey League. And I guess the next step is going to be March 1st. All right, great stuff, Chris, as always. And, folks, we want to bring you in on the conversation. You know we have the next best phone line. That's right. You can leave us a message, be a part of the program, 206-448-3600. That is our comment line, 206 206- Four four eight thirty six hundred. You want to sound off? You want to pose a question? Join the show, and you might just be a part of the next best podcast on Twitter and Instagram at Next Best Pod. This is the exclusive ending of the Next Best Podcast. <laughs>